Hello and welcome to the podcast, Every Moment is Sacred, where we interweave meditation and healing into everyday life. I am your host, Rain Elizabeth Stickney. Now, let us begin. Welcome back. You get to hear more from Vera and Andreas, two of my favorite people who I just met recently. This conversation is a two-part conversation, so if you have not listened to part one, go back to last Friday's episode and enjoy. However, it isn't necessary to listen to part one to really understand part two. This is a free flowing, playful, insightful, deep, fun conversation among new friends getting to know each other. So in this part of the conversation, you will get to hear what we all think of about coincidences. Who believes in coincidences? Do you? What do you think a coincidence is? That's one of the discussions we share among the three of us. You also get to find out what is my favorite way of eating peanut butter. (laughs) So you can see there's some insight and some play among us. And let me remind you who Vera and Andreas are. They are fellow podcasters and their podcast is called The Peculiar Exchange. It launches soon, but you can already follow them on Instagram, The Peculiar Exchange Podcast. And they are such fun people and so lovely to talk with. And I can only imagine what all their other conversations sound like. I'm very excited for their show. I'll be listening to every episode. I hope you will listen to every episode as well. Vera is a multi-passionate person with depressive tendencies. Me too. How about you? Originally from Portugal, moved to the UK to develop her day job. She is currently exploring avenues such as consulting, inventions, figurine, decoration, illustration, media, and podcasting, which she is very good at, looking to reignite the creativity of her inner child and invite her to come out to play. You can find her at the Peculiar Exchange podcast and Instagram page. And now about Andreas. He is a story observer, researcher, compilator, editor with a tendency to have seldom his feet on the ground, which I find delightful because you will discover that he actually likes to walk a great deal. So how he does that without his feet on the ground, I'm not sure, but he's very magical. I'm sure you will agree. Originally from Spain, moved to the UK following other Irish adventures. He is currently in the undoing project of making sense out of life, an eternal struggle to understand his rebel character's behaviors 
endless ingestion of new podcasts, impending walks owed to his body, and the peaceful descent to the fabric of our reality. Looking forward to the end of his intimate anxiety via inner surrender and personal traits, acceptance. Oh, surrender and acceptance. Doesn't get better than that. You can find Vera and Andreas at the Peculiar Exchange Podcast and on Instagram. So look them up, look for the show. I'm so excited about them, about sharing this conversation with you. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for rating, reviewing, subscribing, following, sharing all the things you do to support this show. Just listening counts. It's such a support that you listen to this show. This is the way podcasts work. When people listen, it's easier for other people to find the show too. And the same with all the rest. When people rate, review, subscribe, follow, share, it helps people to find the show. It's this funny thing about technology and algorithms. Like the more people do it, the easier it is for others to find it too. You can help get the word out just by participating in those ways. Let me know. I will send you a free gift. You can take screenshots of your ratings and reviews or who you're sharing with or that you've subscribed or whatever you would like. You can send them by email to healing at rainelizabeth.org. You can DM me on Instagram. The easiest way to find me anywhere is just search for my name and I'll come up. Rain Elizabeth Stickney. You can send a direct message on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. So find me, let me know. I will send you a free gift by the end of the day on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And I know that there are some of you out there who have already done those things who might be waiting for a gift. It's coming. It's coming. It's been quite a large project starting a podcast. So much fun, so many details, so much to learn. I am still learning. And that free gift is coming. So the last way to support this show is on Patreon. You may become a patron. You may choose the specific tier that's linked to the show, which I call Sacred Souls, for every moment is sacred. But you may also simply donate through Patreon, choosing an amount that you feel comfortable with, whether it's more or less than what the tier is, it still counts for supporting the show. Even a dollar makes a huge difference. So Rain Elizabeth Healing Arts is how I'm listed on Patreon. But again, if you just put in my name, you will find me, Rain Elizabeth Stickney. Okay, so this is part two with finding more about who I am because this conversation was originally recorded for the Peculiar Exchange podcast. And Vera and Andreas just right off the bat said, hey, you can share it too. And it's such a fun moment in time sharing conversation that I decided, yes, I do want to share it with you. 
I feel so much healing in this conversation with Vera and Andreas. I hope that you find some healing in these words and exchanges as well. I wish you the very best of everything. Enjoy the flow of this conversation. And thank you for being here. Yes. Okay. And I would like to ask you, because I see that your first name is Rain. And this is something that actually I, I, I really would like to ask so many things. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the first one that I would like to ask is what's your nature, uh, your nature, sorry, what's your relationship with nature? How do you feel when you are in, when you are in nature? Nature soothes me every time. Mm. And I'm so lucky to live in a forest. We have 52 acres, 50 of which are wild. And every time I walk the trails or just wander through the woods, I get this breath, this fresh breath that I need. Mm -hmm. And it's not just living here in Vermont. I'm just very lucky to live in the middle of nature here in Vermont, but in California as well. And hiking the Swiss Alps and other places in the world. I just love 100% nature. I, I love the natural world. And there's so much to learn in watching nature and watching the birds and learning about the different creatures in the water or the trees or the air all over the place in the soil. There's so much worlds and worlds of wisdom. Yeah, I think to be honest, I think it's quite interesting to observe nature because it's like, a, I mean, it links to the idea that we were discussing at the very beginning of this podcast, sorry, and it's about flow. Because when you see nature, what you see is flow, is the flow of existence. You know what I mean? That is an altar. It is what it is. You know, it's basically you are seeing life. And this is so difficult sometimes because what we see is. Basically, as uh, human beings, you know, we see many times, you know, something like interruption of everything, you know, interruption of the flow of energy, interruption of flow of relationship between people, or many different things, you know, ju you just have to actually go the, to the TV, you know, to switch on TV and see the TV news or whatever, you know, and you're going to see plenty of, uh, of examples of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I, I find it soothing as well. I can say that um, uh, I would say exactly the same, you know. And also we are really lucky because around Manchester, for example, there are plenty of parks and, you know, also sometimes you can find living creatures, you know, like uh, deers and these kind of things, you know. Um, yeah, it's actually really, really nice, really nice experience, I have to say. Mm. And the other thing that mm. I, I love when, when I'm in nature, um, it's interesting because I, I saw that one of you posts that you were saying about walking in nature and, and chatting with friends, which is is one thing that we kind of do when we go on walks. We've not been for a while, we have to start again. Mm. Uh, and But the other thing I find, I found with friends, is sometimes it's difficult for them to also have that those moments of silence mm. where you're not saying anything, you're just walking and breathing in the air and getting the smells and seeing the creatures. Um, yeah. Yeah, and... Mm. Do you find that do you, that there's some friends that you like, you know, you have a conversation and then suddenly everyone's appreciating what's around you and some of the friends who need to fill those gaps? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find it always everything that you describe. And one of my favorite things, something that I really love 
is when I'm with a very chatty person, mm. a person who is asking and talking and might not be doing so much listening, but they're like really going for the conversation. And it can be about anything, not even necessarily about the land around us, just chatting. Oh, did you hear? Or I'm going to tell you this story or whatever happened with blah, blah, blah. When the walk is long enough and all of the chatter drops away and even the chatty person is quiet, I marvel at the silence of the sound of our footsteps. Oh, that's amazing. And the sound of the birds mm. and whatever rustling of the leaves or sometimes at certain times of the year, it's just quiet and there really isn't much sound, but we can hear our footsteps mm. and I don't say anything. Precisely. I was about to say, when you said that thing about the footsteps, you know, this is a sound that is imprompted. Imprinted? Imprinted. Imprinted, sorry. Imprinted in my mind from the last time that I went to uh, the St. James Way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I remember from uh, the St. James Way is actually the sound of the footsteps because you have to walk over small, you know, stones or whatever all the time. How many miles a day? I don't know, maybe 16, something like that. 16 miles a a day. What? That's nearly impossible. Yeah, but, but actually, this, this is not a lot. I mean, normally, people not they n- no, it's not a lot. I mean, people they can walk for I don't know, uh, 20, uh, 25, maybe. You know, uh, six. Like yeah, I mean, you have to love it as well, of course. Yeah, but like I said, this sound, that thing that you said, you know, about the footstep. This is something that is imprinted now. You know, every time that I go, it's it's something like um uh, like a snap in my brain. You know, it, it takes me there. Straight when, away. when you start walking. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I hear that, you, you know, back, the, the footsteps. I go back it. straight away, you know, to the. Yeah. Do you know what the St. James Way is? I don't. Uh, it's a. Do you want to explain it? Maybe you will explain it better. No, it's a pilgrimage way. It's in the north of Spain. Uh, uh, actually. But it, it's not just in the north of Spain. It starts. Where yeah. does it start? Like, you can start from France, can't you? Yeah, I mean, there are many different variations. Yeah. You know, you can start from France. You can start from. Also, for example, I remember that I saw once, you know, the map. Some of them they start in Hungary, some of them in Germany, some of them in Poland. And and it so, finishes in in yeah. um it's Saint James Santiago. Yeah. Yes, yeah. okay. I know this pilgrimage. I haven't been on it, but wow. Oh my gosh. I, I keep saying that I'll go, but every time he says it's that <laughs> that far. Like I love walking, but there's walking and trekking and there's Pain threshold. That's I'm dubious. But actually, I have to say about the pain threshold, it's true. And you know, for me, for example, it starts at 15 kilometers. When I have done 15 kilometers, my uh, feet ache. Start mm-hmm. mm-hmm. aching. And know? blistering? No, no blistering. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Lucky you. Good. You have to do it <laughs> properly because you know you get blisters. Okay. But actually, there are some tips. You know that you can apply. Okay. The only thing is, after 15 kilometers, I start aching, okay? But after 20, you don't remember, you know, because it's actually... You get like in a, a flow state almost. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something like you you are walking, not just walking, wow. you know, and that's all. I mean, it doesn't mind. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a moment where everything goes. Have you ever experienced yeah. something like that? Well, I have done a bit of backpacking, and one of my favorite treks were, was through the cascades in Washington state and so we would do like 
10 or 11 miles a day, but I actually couldn't imagine doing more. <laughs> that was plenty for me. <laughs> yeah, can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I think the idea is to, because it's with it being a pilgrimage, uh, obviously, we're not particularly religious, but it's for many people, is it's part of the Catholic religion. But it's yeah. about, it's partly about Christian suffering, I would say. But it's also about praying. Like it's about it's about using that time to kind of reflect and pray, and you know, and 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 decide if, where you are in your life and things like that. And yeah. I imagine that's done that to you as well. Definitely. No, I mean it's it's about many different things. It's about particular, um, how do you say? It's your own experience about it. That's true. You know, because for example, for me, I I uh, quite a, I wouldn't say accepted person. Okay. Well, happening the. The last time that I went there, you know, it's I met a, a guy, actually, he's a priest in Lyon, in France. Uh, um, what happened is that both of us, we were injured, okay, at the very same time in the very same place. Okay, so we <laughs> met. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, you know, these kind of coincidences. Yeah, because there are coincidences. I don't in believe life. in coincidences. <laughs> this is a big regret between us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So actually, uh, we were in the same place at the same time, and both of us injured. So we started walking together, you know, and we started something like exchanging ideas, talks, chats. And after the second day, we started going everywhere together, you know, and actually oh, wow. Wow. never, ever went to mass, you know. Yeah, but he, the, he, he did mass for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just for him, like just a whole a mass just with him looking at him. It's amazing. Yeah, basically what happened is that the only person that was there, you know, because we were in a small village in the north of Spain and we were talking about maybe 100 people in the whole village, you know, so basically he did the, the mass and it was only for me. Okay, and it was very funny because it was something like uh, during mass, you know, the priest says something and you have to answer. And because I didn't know the answer, I was something like that. What am I supposed to say? Uh, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, basically, I went to mass something like six days straight every day because we got to a place and he got straight away to the church and basically he, he gave mass. To the now, you've spoken the... about coincidences and since we have this tug of war between us about coincidences, oh, yeah. do you believe in coincidences, Rain? Good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, my son is eight and he recently has understood coincidences. And so I find a great delight when he says to me, oh, it's such a coincidence. And the meaning that I take from that is that there are moments in life where two or more things happen mm -hmm. at the same time for no apparent reason. And it's somehow meaningful and it's like a happy accident. So I understand coincidences as a happy accident. And so, yes, in that way, I do believe in coincidences. That's such a good answer. It gives kind of a space for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your de definition, Vera? I, I mostly don't believe in coincidences. Uh, I'm saying mostly because obviously there will be statistically situations where they, they are completely accidental but I've, I've had several experiences in my life where it kind of was difficult to think that it couldn't be something other than a combination of things that was almost supposed to be in that moment in time 
the thing is obviously I what I always what always gets me is why it happened that way is what gets me because obviously you you don't always realize why it happened that way but I, I find it fascinating uh, so the example that's coming to mind is um I, it had been years since I, I said a certain word I can't remember what it was now um and then in the space of hours there was a mention of that in a podcast that I was listening to mm-hmm. um, and then in a TV series. And then I was walking down the road and there was this massive van with that word. <laughs> on, and I'm like, um, OK, <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> so, but this is one example of things that have happened in my life. And I know that our brains are um, programmed to find patterns. So that yeah. might be part of it but I don't I feel I I, I I sometimes have this very strong feel energetic feeling that it wasn't a coincidence or something happened that where all the stars aligned for some reason uh in it that thing happened so that's that's where my where I stand with it <laughs> what was the word I can't remember now it was like I can't remember. Like I, I, at the time, I was like, "Oh, that." The other thing. Oh, there's another word that happened recently that I was like, "I've, I've been uh, watching Cobra, Cobra Kai." Have you heard of that series? I have heard of it. I haven't watched it. it it's it's a it's a, a sequel to uh, to Karate Kid, Kid film, the Karate Kid films, and uh, in the the uh, Mr. Miyagi Pat Morita. Uh, was obviously Mr. Miyagi, and I'd be I'm I'm in that flow at the moment, and mm-hmm. it also happens that I'm a dentist, and I had asked for a certain material from the practice manager, and they sent something mistakenly in, in this box, and she was saying, oh, I'll send this back, and I'll ask for the thing that you want, and what was written on the box was Marita. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, another situation where something's going on here. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> so and there's been situations where I later on I realized that certain uh, certain sequence of things had happened for a reason, and I, I could actually very clearly see why it happened that way. And it was uh, there was there was a couple of things that were difficult that happened that way, and then I realized actually it was a good thing that they happened that way because it allowed me to do mm. this or to not suffer that. So that's where. I know it's a very long-winded explanation, but that's what I understand. <laughs> it's good. I love hearing your experiences. <laughs> yeah, we all mm. we all have different kind of opinions yeah. about it, but yeah, I love mm. that. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Andreas? What are coincidences for you? You know, the thing is, normally when we talk about coincidences, what I I try to apply because I have a, a degree in science, chemistry. Okay. So for me, it's more like a, a statistics, you know, it's something like I see it from a statistical point of view and there will be always the probability that something can be a coincidence, you know, only for, I mean, uh, by definition, by default, you know, there will be always. Uh, like by accident. Yeah, by accident, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for me, coincidences, they do is exist. However, I would say and I am a firm believer of that. I am not a religious person, like I said before, but... Yeah, uh, spiritual. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty spiritual, I would say. You know, the only thing is, I think that actually is that thing about the tapestry that we heard many, many times, that we are so close to the fabric that we cannot see actually what is going on. But if yeah. we were high enough, 
Okay, I'm not saying about getting away, away from uh, the exactly. tapestry and see the whole uh, picture. We would understand why things happen in the way they happen. Because so I'm, I'm, I'm actually starting to convince him about my theory. Of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but no, that, that, that's not going to happen, there. <laughs> well, luckily, there's room for all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. That tapestry is large. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One thing I wanted to ask you that's a little bit less, uh, a, a bit easier possibly, uh, you love peanut butter. I do. <laughs> Tell me about oh how, how your uses of peanut butter. Oh, my uses of them? <laughs> or of it? <laughs> like, a, a, like, where do you love eating it? And is there any, like, creative ways where you use it for, for enjoying it? Okay, well. I have this lovely friend who is Italian born, although she came to America and became American. So she's Italian American and she loves Nutella. You guys know. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't start. (laughs) Yeah. And so what she likes to say is my favorite way to have Nutella is by the spoon on the tongue. So I'm like that with, I actually don't like Nutella. I don't like Nutella at all. But I love peanut butter. And so my favorite way to eat peanut butter is by the spoon on the tongue. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, peanut, uh, Nutella is very dangerous for me because I it's the same thing. Spoon, uh, spoonful, but it's spoonful after spoonful after spoonful until I finish the whole thing. So I rarely have it at home. <laughs> so definitely. I was asking as well because I, I've actually started, I don't normally, um, I wouldn't say I'm a, an absolute lover of peanut butter, but I discovered a way of using it that's actually so nice I um and I think you posted something about um what that you love putting essential oils oils in your coffee yeah and um and I think I I think I may have responded to that because you were saying what are your favorite routines in the morning for me it's coffee as well I'm Mm. an absolute and easily an absolute lover of coffee Mm. and it's to put a a dollop of peanut butter in my overnight porridge and that's so oh yes (laughs) <laughs> so, yes I'm with you <laughs> I was asking as well and thinking oh is there any other ways <laughs> absolutely it is, it is. yeah yeah and the other the other loves that I I found that you, you've not verbalized but I've seen on your on your uh, Facebook page is photos of little critters and creatures in nature hmm. and um I would love to know and how you experience it. What what kind of uh, is is it a, a, a camera that you use? Is it what what do you use and how? What's your experience of that? Well, luckily we do have some nature cameras, and so there are some um, spots that are set up so that we can get those videos of bears, for example, or bobcats or foxes. which I don't see very often face to face, which is good because I want those animals to be wild. I don't want to civilize them or domesticate them or anything like that. I want to honor their wildness, but they're around. And so we have these nature cameras that just, you know, take some video and, and shots without us looking. But when I'm taking my own footage, it's just with my, um, with my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably needs to be updated. Now the camera doesn't seem that great anymore. But if I see a porcupine and I'm like, 
falling in love with the porcupine, just watching the porcupine. It actually takes me a number of minutes to remember, I have a camera. I can take a picture (laughs) because I'm just so in love with all of these different animals and creatures and beings of the world, just watching them move or fly or crawl and whatever they're experiencing, I feel so curious about, like, what is it like for that little newt with its little tiny feet? And he's looking around and he senses me, but can he see me? Like, what does he see? What does it look like from the nude size? Like I'm just endlessly fascinated by things like this. And I love so much that you kind of forget that your camera's there because the other thing I find is we kind of lose contact with those magical moments by, oh, I need to capture it, right? Mm. It's almost, and when you were saying about having animals in the wild and keeping them wild and not intervening, I think sometimes us, the urgency of taking a photo sometimes is almost that same feeling of I have must capture this for the, for myself. Does that feel like that for you? Yes. And so there are so many pictures I don't take that I consider are heart pictures because they go into my heart and then I can conjure them up like the sound of the footsteps for you, Andreas. Like I can, mm-hmm. I have those heart images and they come up in my mind. Like I was on a walk recently And this, the most amazing red-tailed hawk flew by. And what was amazing about it is that the tail was so red. It was like the color of your shirt, Andreas. Like it was so red. It was like the most red tail I have ever seen. And so all I could do was just be awestruck. It's beautiful. It is, it is. To be honest, I... I would say that, for example, this is only an opinion, okay? I'm based on what I've seen, okay? What I know from the American culture, okay? The thing is, uh, here in Europe, we are more like, uh, like I say, maybe living in a city and in blocks and blah, 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 you know? And we don't many times have the chance, actually, to see these kind of things. You know, for example, I've been lucky, I have to say. I've been really lucky, but uh, you can go here, for example, to, like I said before, parks or farms, and you can see animals there, okay? But it is actually not the same, for example, that where you're living, because you live in a place that basically they are wild, because uh, what yeah. we have is something like a place where they are tame. Yeah. Okay. They live in, how do you say, caution or no, um, not caution, uh, cautividad? Uh, uh, cautivity, um, cautivity, no. Cautivity, yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that in, in inside, behind bars almost. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. They are controlled, actually, yeah. you know. And it's not the same at all. You know, it's something that you cannot see nature in the same way, for example, that you can see, you know, in places like uh, what you were saying before. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that conjures up an image of uh, once we went to this park and uh, there were these squirrels and Mm -hmm. they actually were coming to us with these kind of like glazed eyes. I'm like, what's going on here? Because I'm used to seeing them run away from us. Not, And we realized it was because they were waiting for food. Yeah. Uh, and it was such mm. a, an, a weird experience. And it wasn't, it's weird how it stops being pleasurable when, because you want to see these creatures live free. And even though it was an open space for them, it, they weren't in, in, they weren't inside any, any cage or anything like that. No. But they were almost caged because they were now dependent on people giving them food. So, yeah. Mm. So I, that, that thing when you said about not taming them, 
was not so good. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I think this is one of the big differences that we have in terms of uh, because we are animals as well. But actually, I think that could be one of the main differences that we have with the other kind of animals. <laughs> you know that we leave something like control um, almost all the time, trying to control things, you know, to stop the flow, like I said at the very beginning. But Was there yeah. anything else that felt pressing to you to ask? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's only that I I was thinking about, you know, uh, this one, I mean, being something like one of the final questions, you know, but only because we've been talking about nature. But pre before that, I have another question, you know, that is um, actually related to my uh, my infanthood, okay, when I was a child, actually, because I used to watch lots of uh, American movies like Back to the Future, you know, all these kind of things, you know, in yeah, the 80s, yeah. okay. And I remember that in this particular moment in time, okay, there were many, many different TV series, okay, and in the TV series, children, they were all the time asking for uh, peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, yeah. We come <laughs> back more, to More the... specifically, peanut butter and yeah. jam? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, PBJ. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the thing is, what's the... Um, how do you say, imprimment of the peanut butter in the American society. You know what I mean? Uh, it's something like it, it is as common and as famous as we think it is here in Europe, because like I said, for me, it's something like a, uh, how do you say, memory from my childhood. You know that? Did, but, you, did you want it then? Thinking, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because all the things that you heard, for example, if the TV series was American, is something like children all the time asking for peanut butter sandwiches. And I said, ooh, that has to be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, but it's something that is completely spread out. Of, uh, I mean, is it, all is all it over the like, country a, or... like a tradition? Yeah, it's is a tradition. It something or... that... Yeah, it's cultural. I, I mean... Yeah, I would say that is something that's cultural in America, as far, as far as I can tell. I can't imagine going to any state or any part of this country without looking for peanut butter on the shelf at the grocery store it's probably the first thing i look for i've always been able to find it so straight for the peanut butter it's like is that peanut butter <laughs> we're okay yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like peanut butter and honey okay the world is fine wow. and uh -huh. tea <laughs> is there tea <laughs> in clean water well, yes. <laughs> and some veggies. Like, what are the greens? What greens can I get around here? Well, I love the varieties. Peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's okay, have peanut butter. I will continue. We're okay. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I said, you know, it's imprinted in my memory. You know, it's something mm -hmm. like in all the TV series, you know, from the 80s. You know, when they said that, I said, why? There is no peanut butter any, anywhere here. You know, because I, I mean, I was in Spain in the 80s because I'm originally from Spain. The thing is, over there is really rare to find peanut butter. You know, mm -hmm. now, yeah, you can. I mean, no problem, you know, but in the 80s, it was something like, what are they eating? Peanut butter? <laughs> you know, something like, <laughs> what is that? What's that? You know, yeah. yeah I don't remember eating peanut butter when I was a child. No, either. no, no. Well, he's, he's 43 and 44, so yeah. we're kind of possibly in the same similar age group. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a memory that I have. I Anything remember. else that's yeah. coming to mind? Well, uh, yeah. to be honest, the last question that I had, okay, because we've been talking, and especially I really like that thing that you said about the red tail hawk, okay? Mm -hmm. I hope that you will be able to answer this question. 
if you were an animal, which animal you would be? Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that question. I would no. be a dragonfly. Oh, brilliant. Like, brilliant. I really like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking that you would be something that flies. But oh, I, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that it was a dragonfly. I thought that it would be something like a hawk or yeah, yeah. Something Do like you that. want to expand on the reasons why you would want to be a dragonfly? Dragonfly. Mm -hmm. Dra dragonflies are one of my spirit animals and maybe even the main spirit animal. And the way that I fell in love with dragonflies was when I was a teenager, I went on a lot of hikes. I lived in Santa Rosa, California, which is just north of San Francisco. And in that town, there's a state park called Annadale. And in Annadale, there's all these trails. There's a lake. Mountain biking is really big, hiking. And at the base of one of the trails, there was this little pond with a lot of cattails all around the pond. And um, the way that I would start my hikes, because I would usually go to that pond first and actually walk the perimeter where there wasn't a trail. It was just like marshy and a lot of tall grasses. And I just walk around and the dragonflies were always there. Um, the, the climate in California is so mild that it's easy to get the word always instead of like a seasonal word. Like here in Vermont, everything's very seasonal, but in California, everything's very mild. And there were often dragonflies. So it seemed as though there were always dragonflies. But I would sit at the edge of the pond and meditate and watch the dragonflies. Mm. And I didn't really know a lot about them at the time. I just loved them. I just loved them. They just spoke to me in an intuitive way and then since then I've learned a lot about dragonflies but they're a very healing creature for me they I feel entranced by them you just reminded me of my childhood too like going to to body uh, bodies of water and seeing them just kind of glide over the water I mean because for us um, it's also seasonal where where I used to live in Portugal and it used to be in summer um, and again secluded areas with bodies of water and it was like a and it's such an exceptional experience because it didn't happen a lot and just seeing them glide and just it's it's strange because they're so they seem so delicate but so powerful at the same time yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 amazing they're amazing creatures yeah and the range of colors yeah they have. this is something that is amazing as well yeah yeah, yeah. and mm. the range of sizes out here in vermont we have dragonflies as big as bats <gasps> Wow. Or small. I mean, they. We have little ones. We have medium-sized ones, and then we have these big dragonflies. And in the summer, they're swarming over the grass and they're eating all the insects. But they're like, is that a dragonfly or a bat or a bird? What's wow. going on right now? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. It's <laughs> wow. So big. Yeah, they're several inches big. Yeah, there are some big dragonflies in the world. <laughs> I'm, learning, I'm learning so much with this conversation. Honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Rain, I, I feel like we're probably, it's feeling like we, we're starting to come to a conclusion. And I, mm -hmm. I didn't want to finish this conversation without saying thank you to you because 
I I was looking in in apart from thank you for this lovely conversation and being in, in in showing gratitude. I was looking as I was looking for your posts and I was looking on a, a, a podcasting group as well and I felt such a present of your presence of yours and effort to lift people up and to be there all the time because I'm one of those people who gets overwhelmed with all the information and I, I go there just from time to time and I just see such a dedication and. Mm. That for me means so much because, as I say, you, you're capable of keeping your energy open to all those people. And I, I, do, I actually wanted to, to ask you what that feels like, because for me, it would feel draining. And I don't know mm. where you come from with that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. And, and even just for noticing. I mean, noticing that I'm there in that group. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I love being a healing force. I love uplifting people. I love the exchange that happens in contact. I love learning about people. And mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be overwhelmed or to feel low. Or in that group, we use the phrase, the dip. Like, I get it. I get all of that. I'm a very multidimensional human being. <laughs> And so in a moment of joy, if I can share that joy or that accomplishment or something that went wrong, that's funny, like, why not? Because that's what we're here to do. We're here to each in our own way, relate, to have a relationship with each other. And my part of that is when I can and when it feels true, I can say hello. Wow. Here I am. Hello. How's it going? Beautiful. Hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. That's I, I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you for that. I like the idea of veganism. Yeah. yeah. That is really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, Rain, I, I, it's starting to feel like we're kind of coming slowly to to an end. Do you feel complete? Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? I definitely want to share that you two are just the most adorable, precious, <laughs> She's loving, <laughs> amazing. I mean, are you a couple? Are you yeah. like? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I feel so much love oh. with both of you. I just I'm witnessing it. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. I I just feel so much admiration for your relationship and the way you are with each other. It's just heartwarming and endearing and. Bravo. Thanks for showing me how it's done. Oh, wow. <laughs> thank you so much for that compliment. I, we don't, we don't know what to much. say about that. So thank you for the word. Gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. I told her many, many times, but I had other relationships in the past. And I had to say that never, ever were so rewarding at the same time, so warm as well, because I am a loner. You know, I tend to be lonely. Okay, she knows. You know, but I told her many, many times. It's something like it's the only person that I can, uh, how do you say, um, accept and love in the way that I mean, a couple uh, has to be. I, I can't <laughs> with other people. I couldn't. So I can tell you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I start crying so in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, is crying alone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If I was an animal, I would be one that cries. <laughs> <laughs> Your tears are welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. And the other thing we wanted to say mm. is uh, we're more than happy if you if you mm. want to interview us back or like mm. separate together, whatever. Um, and again, you're more than welcome to, to use. You'll have direct access to our recording. So and I hope that we stay in contact somehow because that would be lovely as well. Yes. Yes to all of it. I'd love to have you on my show both individually. I'd love to stay in contact. I was even thinking, oh, wait, are you in Manchester, England? Is that where yeah. you are? UK, I have yeah. a friend. Yeah, he used to live there. He's in Greece now. But I was like, oh, maybe I can go visit you guys. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever anyway, you, can, you, you have my heart. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you so much. And thank you again for this beautiful time we've spent with you. Uh, it, it was, and the, the, the vulnerability and the wanting to answer everything was just out of this world. So thank you again for everything. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you at some point. Yes, sounds mm. lovely. Fantastic. <laughs> I will wrap this up. I'll have a lovely, lovely day. What time is it there now? It's 2.17 in the afternoon. Wow, here is 7.17. 7, <laughs> so yeah. oh, is it dinner time? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. I mean, Vermont is in the east coast of the United yeah. States. Yeah. yeah, and it's close to New England, I think it is. Yes, it's part of New England. It's part of New England, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I have to say, from my point of, I really like history. I have to say, and it's really interesting. For example, all the colonies, the certain colonies, you know, the history of them, you know, in the east coast of the United States. I mean, I don't have to tell you because uh, I'm gonna say you are from America, and I am absolutely sure that you know more than I mean about American history than me. <laughs> you know, maybe but, not. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing is, uh, like I said, you know, this particular, and this is something that I told Vera sometimes also, you know, there is a place that I would like to visit before I die, okay, that is Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, because it's, uh, I read this book, maybe you know, because it's an American author as well. It's uh, Annie Prunes. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she wrote The Shipping News, and The Shipping News is based in uh, Newfoundland. And when she talked about basically what they do over there, you know, how they live. And I said, oh, that has to be an interesting place to visit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very rich with history. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Great. Very nice. So we'll let you go. We won't, won't hold you any longer. Uh, have Thank a you. lovely day. And uh, again, stay in contact, please. <laughs> yes. And come on over to Vermont or New England anytime. <laughs> Thank you. We might hop over the pond. <laughs> In the same here. Whenever you want to come visit, we'll we'll be we'll welcome you with open arms. Oh, thank you. So good to meet both of you. Thank you. Same us. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a great joy to have your presence here in this podcast. I welcome you to celebrate the joy and wisdom in your life exactly as it is. And I welcome you to feel loved, fully loved, exactly as you are. www.rainelizabeth.org